Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's Horror. My name is Tay. And my name is Moth. And um, we've been sitting here for like an hour talking about our hyperfixations. <laughs> uh, we're not going to impose that on you. No. <laughs> because we're nice. But yes. um, we have this we issue. We got it all out of our system. Yeah. We have this issue where every time we start recording, we're like, we'll start early today. And then we just talk for like an hour and a half. <laughs> No, legitimately, we were supposed to start an hour and 41 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then I overslept, and then I was hungry, and then That's okay. shit happened in our hyperfixation worlds. It was mostly that. Uh, but, yeah. But now we're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're ready to go. We're ready to fucking get it. We're ready to watch a movie. And yeah. I'm stoked. I'm also stoked. Good. I, listen, I had another issue where I couldn't figure out what movie to cover. <laughs> I had this dilemma because I feel like the last few that we've done have not been very spooky. Mm. And so I was trying to find something that was like a bit more spooky, but that wasn't going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was hard. And I I still don't know if I managed that. Um, you'll tell me. Okay. I'm sure I will. <laughs> Can we just watch Haunting and Connecticut? yeah (laughs) can we just watch watching it oh my god i can't fucking say it can we just watch a haunting in connecticut again please (laughs) i mean if you really want to sure we'll we'll just we'll just post the episode twice no i'm kidding we'll Uh, just post it twice no no, no. but i will say this is another pg-13 horror so it's not as scary but it's also like I was shocked that it's rated PG-13, quite frankly, mm. because I thought it was not, like, scary, but mm. it's really suspenseful. Okay. So I just, yeah. It's like another, like, Krampus moment. Krampus. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Krampus, Krampus, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. But it's not Christmassy, but it is a monster movie. It is okay. another monster movie. So it's a sci-fi slash monster horror. I think it definitely leans more towards thriller than horror, but that's just me, I think. It is a quiet place. <gasps> I'm really nervous about this. <laughs> I yeah. a quiet place PG thirteen. I didn't know that. I was shocked. Wow. Yeah. I honestly, honestly, I kind of want to double check that right now because I'm still confused about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's rated PG thirteen. Wow. I would do so bad if I had to be quiet all the time. I have too no, many like vocal stims that I gotta. Yeah. I gotta let out. I will literally be walking around. I remember very distinctly. <laughs> it happens mostly when I'm nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I was walking into a lecture hall for, like, one of the first days of one of my classes in mm-hmm. undergrad. And since it was one of the first days, I didn't have my designated seat picked out yet. Yeah. And so I was anxious because there was a lot of people in there already. Mm-hmm. And I, out loud, my body did this. I did not make this decision. <laughs> I just went, beep boop. <laughs> and I, like, literally, like, shook my head at myself. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, so, yeah, I think if if I had to be quiet to avoid terrifying monsters, I don't, I, nope. Yeah, I feel like I would just, like, go out singing or something. I would just be like, yeah. Right? I'm done. I'm I, just gonna sing real loud. Yeah, I would, like, pick one last jam and fucking get it for... Yep like 10 seconds until they got me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it so yeah that's what we're watching today um 
We'll see if I get myself in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so scared. I remember seeing, like, whenever this came out, people being, like, every time, like, we were, we'd be in the movie theater, and if someone, like, crinkled their popcorn, everyone would, like, freak out. Yeah. Have to be, How are we going to talk? <laughs> That's the thing. That's, I'm a little bit concerned about the commentary aspect of this, but I think, I think it'll be fine. And I actually, since you mentioned the popcorn thing, I'll say this right now. I was going to save it until after we watched the movie. Um... A lot of theaters, the concessions for, like, showtimes for A Quiet Place, Mm -hmm. the sales were significantly lower than usual. Oh, wow. Yeah, because people heard about, like, how quiet the movie is and, like, Mm -hmm. nobody wanted to make any fucking sound. So people just weren't buying snacks or drinks to take in at all. Yeah, it was a really interesting phenomenon where, like... We're kind of getting into what the movie's about before we even get there, but so I'm going to reiterate it later. But basically, the whole phenomenon of having to stay quiet kind of translated into the theater where people yeah. were afraid to make noise, mm-hmm. and it's just really interesting to me. So It's like a definitely like a psychology thing. Like, you it know, is. you're just watching all these people have to be really fucking quiet, and it's for the entire, I assume for like the entire movie. Yes. So it's not just like you're watching like one scene where they have to like remain quiet and everything's tense, and then everyone kind of puts all their stuff on pause and like waits until yeah. like whatever's gonna happen happens. But like if the whole movie, you know, however long the movie is, you're being quiet for like two fucking hours. Right. It's intense. <laughs> it's kind of wild, and it's a very interesting thing that yeah. happened with this mm-hmm. movie and I found myself doing it in my house too when mm-hmm. I watched it for the first time I like I always have movie snacks on me mm-hmm. unless we're doing the podcast because I don't want to like yeah microphone be chewing into <laughs> the microphone but I always have movie snacks on me and I was not touching them I was like <laughs> I, I gotta be quiet hello. <sighs> yeah so commentary on this one might be interesting <laughs> yeah we'll see it might be a very short commentary section but that's fine and that's okay you know it's fine <laughs> It doesn't need to be forever. Whatever. (laughs) I say that, though, and, like, we are both such shitheads that we'll probably be cracking jokes anyway. Yeah. It'll be be fine. But, yeah, there is a sequel to the film aptly named A Quiet Place Part 2, which, again, is genuinely my favorite thing when Mm -hmm. horror movies do that with sequels. They're just, like, two or part two. I love it. Yes. Which I haven't watched, but I do need to watch it immediately because while researching, I found out that Killian Murphy is in it, and I love him. Ooh. He, yeah, for yeah. those of you who don't know, he's Thomas Shelby in Peaky Blinders, and he's also Scarecrow in the Dark Knight movies. Mm. I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blinders lately. Hell yeah. I need <laughs> like, to watch that. I feel like it's something that I would enjoy, and I just haven't started it yet. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up in a lot of places, but it's 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Hell yeah. If for nothing other than Killian Murphy is oh. an excellent actor and mm. also happens to be very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. But he does a phenomenal job in mm-hmm. that show. So I really want to watch A Quiet Place Part 2 and mm-hmm. see how he does in that. They should have so. called it A Quieter Place. Oh my god, you're a genius. <laughs> Get Tay on the marketing team. <laughs> Seriously. <Do it. laughs> So, A Quieter Place, no, A Quiet Place Part 2 came out in May of 2021. It was supposed to come out in 2020, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know if you know this, but in 2020... What happened? Uh, the weird... I, I don't... It was Something weird happened in yeah, the world. It was like crazy. a weird place to be. I don't know. <laughs> People didn't want to gather in groups for some reason. Wow, I don't really so know. strange. <laughs> I know, very strange. So, it came out in May 2021, There are going to be a couple more installments of the Quiet Place universe coming up, too. 
So next year in 2024, there will be a prequel spinoff called A Quiet Place Day One, and that'll be coming out on either March 7th or 8th, as long as everything goes according to plan. Mm -hmm. And then A Quiet Place Part 3 is also currently in the works, and it's scheduled to be released in 2025. So... The quietest Look out place. for those. <laughs> the qu- oh my god, get you on the marketing <laughs> team. You're a genius. <clears throat> oh my goodness. I try. So, you're great at it, and Thanks. I um, appreciate your input on these things. <laughs> and I think that marketing teams should as well. <laughs> oh my god, I'm in just such a goofy mood today. <laughs> Same. It's great. So, this movie... Is highly critically acclaimed. It got some really good fucking ratings. IMDb rating is 7.5 out of 10 with 543,000 ratings, which is high but not as high. Mm-hmm. But the Rotten Tomatoes rating is 96%. Damn! Yeah, with an 83% audience score. Hell yeah. So, super highly rated. It has a budget of $17 million. And then it was released on April 6th, 2018. I think they filmed it over the course of like 30 something days. So not super long. But then Mm -hmm. it was released April 6th, 2018. And it grossed over $350 million on that $17 million budget. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Also, I can't believe that came out five years ago. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't seem like it came out five years ago. Like, I can remember it coming out you know what i mean like yeah. i remember seeing all the shit on twitter and all that yeah no that does not that was five years ago i guess we did just kind of lose three years we kind of did life. nothing feels real so, yeah. over the last three years but other things that came out in 2018 it was a pretty big year for horror so i just wanted to name a few other things that came out yeah mm-hmm. bird box also came out that year mm-hmm. hereditary the nun and installments in the Halloween, the Purge, the Strangers, and the Insidious series came out. Wow. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, that's a lot of horror shit. There was a ton. Mm-hmm. Good fucking year. I don't think I saw any of them in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I really don't, but it's fine. 2018 was busy. So yeah. I think I I'm was also... moving. Yeah. I Was that when you were moving? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm also just not a big movie theater person. I, like, very rarely go to see things in theaters unless it's, like, a date or something That's like that. That's fair. That's so. fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really like going to the movie theater, but um, with the climate of the world, I don't go often. Yeah. So, yes. Like, we, when we went to see... I'm just gonna go on a tangent really quick. Uh, when we went to see Scream 6, when it came out... And Scream 5. Anytime I see a horror movie specifically in theaters, I feel really uncomfortable because I'm worried that some fuckhead's gonna take that opportunity to do something fucked up. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so I don't go to theaters often either. (laughs) Yeah, no. Which sucks because uh, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, sad that you can't go Mm -hmm. anywhere in this country without worrying about being uh, killed. Yep, it's really fucked up. But yeah, not gonna not gonna dwell on that for very long. Just wanted to briefly state that. Yes. Yeah. So, A Quiet Place was directed by John Krasinski. He's also one of the lead actors in the film. Um, yes. We all know John Krasinski. He's an actor, producer, director. He's probably most popularly known as Jim from The Office. So. Yes. <laughs> a Quiet Place was, I think, 
the third out of his four films that he's directed. He's also directed mm-hmm. a few episodes of The Office. It's the only horror slash thriller he's directed, though, along with the sequel. Yeah, so. and it's pretty highly rated, so, I mean, did a good job, I he guess. He did a damn good job, and I don't really fully understand how it ended up in his hands, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> but it did, and it went well, so it works. It was written by Brian Woods, Scott Beck, and John Krasinski. The story itself was developed by Woods and Beck, and then John Krasinski reworked the initial script that the other two had developed, so... Mm. It's story and screenplay by Brian Woods and Scott Beck, and then just screenplay by John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Brian Woods and Scott Beck have written a handful of other films together, and they also wrote a few episodes for the series 50 States of Fright, which is all about urban legends throughout the U.S., and it sounds Ooh. sick as hell. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Just this year, actually, Woods and Beck came out with the movie called uh, 65 with Adam Driver in it. Have you seen any previews for that? I have not. It just came out on either March 10th or March 17th. I saw both when I was looking up the release date. I think it just Mm -hmm. depends on where you are. Mm -hmm. I'll just read you the IMDb description of it because it's just one sentence. An astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. So it sounds like aliens, right? No, it's dinosaurs. (gasps) Oh my gosh! Yeah. Adam Driver and dinosaurs. How fucking fun is that? I don't know if there's time travel involved. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that because I've seen nothing about it except for when yeah. I was like looking up stuff about A Quiet Place. But yeah, it was written by the same guys. <laughs> That's so much fun. Oh my yeah. God. I want to see it. I, I really do. <laughs> whenever I got my nails done last time, we watched um, The Good Dinosaur. Have you seen that? The Good no. Dinosaur? Oh my God, it's so cute. That sounds it's... fucking precious. I cried. I literally cried. I'm like getting my, I have my nails and like the little nail thing and I'm crying, sobbing <laughs> even. It was very good. It's on Disney Plus, I think. Okay, sick. <laughs> I'll have to watch it because <laughs> I love dinosaurs. It's a good dinosaur movie. The main character is a dinosaur, so. That's adorable. What's it called? It's all the Good Dinosaur. Okay, cool. I'll watch it. <laughs> it's very good. back to a quiet place though the cast is pretty small as it pretty much just follows one family the abbott family emily blunt plays evelyn abbott the mom john krasinski plays lee abbott which is the dad in case you were unaware which i was unaware emily blunt and john krasinski are married and have been together for over a decade i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that until the quiet place came out because i remember talking about how they were married but before then sense. i had no fucking clue you know now that you mentioned i probably had heard it around that time but it's mm. information that i didn't care about at the time yeah no frankly. exactly so it just didn't yeah stick. it just yeeted itself out of my brain you but know that's okay. if you would have asked me like literally five minutes ago if john krasinski was married i would have said i don't know but as soon as you said the two names i was like oh they're married yeah <laughs> just my brain was like oh yeah they're married yep um so they yes. are and they have, uh, so they have kids together too, obviously. And there's some pictures in the movie that are like the two of them with kids, and it's actually like family photos. Of oh, them, that's cute! I love which that. Is adorable. Yeah, the kids of the family are Millicent Simmons. Blah blah blah. Wow, mm-hmm. my vocal cords just shot out. It's fine. Millicent Simmons as Reagan Abbott. Millicent Simmons and her character Reagan. Um, she is actually deaf. 
John Krasinski didn't want to cast a hearing actress to play a deaf character for multiple reasons besides yes. the obvious, which is mm. representation of marginalized communities should be played by members of that community. Yes, absolutely. There's literally no reason to outsource. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he also just really valued her input and learned a lot from her on how to approach and more deeply understand different situations in the script and things like that. So mm. it was pretty cool. It was a pretty collaborative thing between the two of them for a lot of the stuff awesome. that went on. Mm. I just got a message from my partner that there's donuts downstairs and it just distracted the shit out of me. <laughs> Rock and roll. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for me. Anyway. Yeah, he just valued her opinion on a lot of things, which is pretty cool. And it shows in a lot of parts of the movie. And we'll talk about that after the movie as well. They have two more kids. They've got Noah Jupe as Marcus and Cade Woodward as Bo. And then there's also Leon Russom plays the man in the woods. And that's literally the entire cast. The man in the woods. Okay. Yeah, he just he just shows up for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was, like, the name of the monsters. Like, no. Like, Man in the Woods? Okay. No, he's monsters just... Monsters are different. Yeah, the monsters are different. He just shows he's up. He's just some guy. He's just some okay. dude. He just shows up. Mm. It has... It did pretty well in terms of awards and things like that, because all the... Everyone fucking loved it when it came out. It had 126 nominations, including one Oscar nomination for sound design. The sound design for this movie is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It had 35 wins overall. I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously. <laughs> but one cool thing is that the American Film Institute listed it in their top 10 films of the year list in 2018, among other films like The Black Panther, A Star is Born, Eighth Grade, and Black Klansman. So, oh, hell yeah. All, some pretty fucking I, cool movies about, to be among. I was about to say, all incredible movies. I haven't seen a single one of them. <laughs> You gotta get on but that. I've heard, I've heard great things. I definitely want to watch 8th Grade. That's one that Bo Burnham wrote, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And directed. Love yeah. Bo Burnham. I Love need him. to rewatch Inside. I feel like my mental health is at a place for me to rewatch Inside right now. Every time I think my mental health is at a place where I can rewatch Inside, I am very quickly proven wrong whenever I try to rewatch Inside. <laughs> that was such a time. Just the pandemic. Oh my like, god. It was a lot. Inside coming out. I saw a thing where there was a study, I don't remember exactly who it was done by or who said this, but it was something about how the pandemic didn't have adverse effect on people's mental health. I'm (laughs) seeing the retweets of it, like the quote tweets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I saw someone like quote tweet it just with a picture of a like screenshot from Bo Burnham's inside. And it's like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah, no. I know. I, I could go on and on about Inside, but I won't. It's so nope. fucking good. If you haven't watched Inside, you should watch it. Uh, watch wait. it, but make sure that you are in a relatively stable mental state. Yeah, because you will go feral. You <laughs> will. <laughs> you will have breakdowns on breakdowns. Yeah. Like, you it's think a- you're done breaking down. And you're not. Yeah. And you're going to watch it, and you're going to watch the first 30 minutes of it and be like, yeah, this is kind of sad sometimes, but, like, I don't get what they're talking about. And then it will hit you. <laughs> it will. So fast. Like, a ton of bricks. So fast. Um, yeah. Just like the pandemic. Just like the it pandemic. Was like how, like, the first couple of months, everyone was like, this is kind of fun. We're inside. Right? You know? Right? No responsibilities. And then it was like, oh, capitalism. We live in a dystopia. <laughs> so, Speaking anyway. of dystopias, <laughs> a quiet place. A quiet place. <laughs> I'm 
going to talk about the setting in a synopsis, even though we kind of like briefly touched on it. I just want to reiterate. It takes place in dystopian New York. One synopsis that I saw described it as an urban jungle of New York, which just got me thinking about Concrete Jungle by Bad Omens, because when (laughs) am I not thinking about Bad Omens? (laughs) Anyway, stream the death of peace of mind. So what is a quiet place of... (laughs) The entire world has been overrun by monsters that have, like, wiped out the human race, right? Origin of the monsters? We don't fucking know. We don't really know. I'm sure. It's heavily implied that they're probably some sort of, like, extraterrestrial species, but we don't know if it's, like, a kaiju situation where they're coming from the Earth. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Maybe they explore that in the sequel. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll watch it, get back to you. It's fine. Mm -hmm. The monsters are blind, but they have insanely strong hearing, so literally any amount of sound attracts them. Mm -hmm. And they're fucking fast. So once they're after you, you are fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No sound. So, because they have to stay silent, and one of the characters is deaf, almost all of the communication and dialogue in this film is through ASL, which is pretty cool. That's sick. Oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to take a sign language class. Me too. So bad. It's, yeah. There are free ones online that you have to take. Yeah, like YouTube and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's an institute, like an actual school that has their ASL course online for free. And I cannot remember for the life of me, like, who it is through. But yeah. that's the one that I want to do because it's... I'll have to Google. Yeah, that way it's like an yeah. actual teacher and stuff. That would be so much fun. Right? I'll have to look oh my god, we should that. take ASL classes together. Oh my god, and then we can practice. That would be we're so... like talking on the pod, we can practice. Perfect. We're, we should do that. <laughs> we're going to do that. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. Before we watch the movie, as always, trigger warnings. There's not a ton, because, again, this is rated PG-13. Well, I say that, but um, there were a lot that had to be mentioned for Haunting in Connecticut. But this one doesn't have a ton. Mm -hmm. It does, however, have child death, like a very young child, and it's really upsetting. It's not graphic by any means, but it is not good. (laughs) I mean, yeah, a child dying. It is is a hard scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's also suicide. There's one animal death. I think it's a raccoon, and it is killed on screen by one of the monsters. There's childbirth stuff. It's a traumatic childbirth. The birth happens off screen, but I, it's a traumatic scene nonetheless. Spoiler alert, I guess, but in this case, I don't really care. Both the mother and the baby survive, so. Okay. But it's still fucked. <laughs> yeah, no. But if you have, you know, have experienced trauma with childbirth, yes. that might be a good thing to know that both mother and child make it. So Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that. And there's quite a bit of flashing lights for our photosynthesizing watchers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning into it. I'm just going to call it that forever now. So, yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot of actual violence in the movie or anything like that. It relies a lot more on tension for the horror aspect of it, and it creates a lot of suspense, which is really fun. But, yeah, not a lot yeah. of on-screen violence or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure all of the commentary will just be me whispering very quietly how scared I am. <laughs> it's I'm just going to be very quiet whispers of, I'm afraid. It's going to be like <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> it is. It is. It's going to be great. I'm excited, though. Do you think you can handle it? I'm a little bit nervous for this one, but I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah. I, the phenomenon whenever it came out was, like, so crazy, and, like, mm-hmm. everyone was fucking talking. That and, like, Bird Box, because I feel like they're very yeah. similar concepts, but, like, obviously different senses. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm really excited to finally, like, 
watch it and like understand what it's i didn't realize that it was like in new york i thought it was like in the yeah. middle of the fucking woods like so, every clip that i see of it they're like in a cabin or some shit it's yeah so basically it's um i think they're on like a farm or something like that okay so it's not like new york city. it's not it's like in new york city they do kind of have to go into more um urban areas for a lot of parts of it and things like that but where they are living is kind of on the outskirts okay okay that makes sense because i was like you said new york and i shouldn't have assumed new york city but then you said something about urban jungle and i was like wait (laughs) i wouldn't personally describe it as that because there's not at least from what i recall there's not a ton actually like in city areas Mm -hmm. um i literally only wanted to mention that because it made me think about bad omens yeah no that's totally fair but i was just like i was confused because like the mental image in my head did not match up with that description that's fine um yeah it's yeah no yeah i'm i'm excited for it uh i do think it's gonna scare me but i don't think it'll scare me as bad as like a a ghost or some like some sort of other paranormal yeah movie would I think it's a more, um, a more tolerable, I guess, type of scare because Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a survival thing, but it's not like a bunch of like in your face jump scares or anything like that. It's mostly just like, oh my God, they're getting hunted by these creatures. What the fuck? (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) so I think it's, I think it's, um, since it's also subject matter that hopefully we're less likely to encounter than, like, a ghost that has yeah. a bad mood going on. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's easier, personally. I don't yeah. Know. It's also just, like, I feel like if I was haunted or something like that, I would try to work through it. If, yeah. we've talked about this before, if the end of the world happens and there's some sort of apocalypse, I'm Take out. me out. Like, I'm done. I'm out, like, within the first couple, like, I will probably wait a couple of days to scope out the situation, see yeah. if anything's going anywhere, see what's gonna happen, and then, yeah. I'm out of there. There's no survival yeah. instinct here for me. Right. Um, and in this instance, I think they start the movie like 80 something days after the monsters come and Jesus almost Christ. everyone is fucking dead already. Yeah. No. It's so. It's Maybe like, it'll be different if you like have kids and shit that you need to take I mean, care of or whatever but fucking I, maybe but like that's not my problem i personally no. would just be like sayonara fuck, gotta go i'm done like yeah. bye like i would try to find like a shitload of drugs and i would do <laughs> so many drugs and just then i would try just everything die. and i'd be like yeah. hey done <laughs> uh, bye gotta go <laughs> sure fuck it why not you know i mean yeah if You're gonna, gonna die gonna, anyway. <laughs> yeah, if I'm gonna go out, might as well get the fucking best high of my life before. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> why not? I digress. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. It's a good movie. I like it. Hopefully, so. we have some commentary. It would be funny if the commentary was just quiet for five minutes. <laughs> we just came back. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Is the po- is it broken?" <laughs> right. They would be like checking their Spotify, being like, "No, it would just be the background music." <laughs> yeah. Wait, what if you did like no background music? For this no song? background music and just like us whispering. Yes. Oh my god, it's so scary. Holy shit. Kind of quiet. <laughs> oh my god. Stay tuned to see what happens with the commentary. We'll find yeah. out. <laughs> or just uh, shuffling noises of us like doing sign language. That would be hilarious. Um, that'd be so if only funny. we knew sign language. Uh, I know but, a teensy okay. little itty bit. All right, we're gonna watch the movie now. <laughs> I'm excited. See you guys on the other side. Bye. Everyone be quiet. Shh. Shh. Shut the fuck up.
Man, it would be a bad time to own one of those possessed Furbies that just, like, go off every once in a while. Oh my god, I know. Can you imagine? That's the actual reason that the majority of the population's already dead, <laughs> is because they were hoarding those possessed-ass Furbies <laughs> in their attics, and they didn't even know that they were still going off, but the fucking monsters could hear them? <sighs> I'd be pissed. I'd be so mad. They're really staking their whole family off this baby. Yeah. Hoping. Yeah. But what are they going to do right when it's born? Throw it in the box? Immediately? Yoink it right in the box real fast. Just squat over the box. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, alright, alright, go! <laughs> That'd be fucking insane. <sighs> What do you have? What do, what do you do when you have to fart? <laughs> Could only eat quiet foods. No more tacos. Oh my god! Only soft tacos for the rest of forever. I love crunchy foods, man. Same. I'd be so upset. I fully thought that was a chicken nugget for mm -hmm. a minute. I was like, wow, a chicken. Woo. <gasps> Not me getting startled while talking about chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's really on brand. Not being able to scream at math homework would be awful. <laughs> Literally the worst. Yeah, you know those nights where your parent is helping you with your math homework at the dinner table and you just start crying <laughs> a lot? None of that. Nope. You just have to put up with it. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I hate that shit. I know. It's awful. Oh, it's 2020. Oh, it takes place in 2020. Got it. Oh, 2020 Oh my is... god, John Krasinski knew that 2020 was gonna be <laughs> fucked up. How did he know? Well, if he died in 2020, and it's like 400 days later. So it's like 2022-ish. Well, it depends on what. But it started, it started in 2020, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He knew the world was going to go to shit in 2020. What else does John Krasinski know? I don't know. Has the FBI talked to him? <laughs> <laughs> we all should be quiet and stay away from each other. She's going to be the one to step on the nail. Already in labor. I can't watch that. I can't watch that. When she goes down the stairs, I'm closing my eyes. I don't give a fuck. That's completely fair. I don't give a fuck. I that can't. Like, that's like one of my things. Just like... God. Yeah, they got teeths. Oh lord, he coming. <laughs> they have such good chemistry. I know they're like married IRL, but like... <laughs> <laughs> it definitely helps yeah. a lot, yeah. Bro, dumbest decision you could have made. Yeah, moving through the loud-ass corn was probably not wise. But he's like seven. Yeah, true. What are you gonna do? <gasps> it can he's swim. Swimming. It can swim. Ugh. Fuck that. Sincerely, fuck that. Sorry, every time they shush each other, I'm like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't know that they're coming. Oh, okay. What is it with men and just being like, I have to kill this thing now? Like, you don't, though. 
I don't know. Pink. Yeah. Oof. He's got a bit of a flesh wound. Just a small stab. It's kind of hot. <laughs> a little bit. First time movies made me cry. It's so upsetting. Very Demogorgonish. Mm-hmm. I love the way that its face opens up, though. Yeah. That we saw a couple scenes ago. It's really cool. Kind of reminds me of one of those IKEA lamps. Shoot it in the face. Shoot it in the face. Yeah! Oh my god, and that's the end? Oh, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. So good. We're back. And we have to be really quiet. You were so quiet, I didn't even hear you whisper, we're back. We're back. There hey, you go. I don't, want, I don't want them to hear me. No. <laughs> this is an ASMR podcast now. John Krasinski's so hot. So is it. <laughs> Okay, All right, we're stop. not going to whisper the whole time. <laughs> uh, in case you missed that, we were talking about how hot John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are. <laughs> they are beautiful. I'm looking respectfully. Um, Very respectfully. They are married. <laughs> yes. Uh, to each other. Yeah, to each other. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, that's the first movie that's made me cry. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking sad. It is. It is really R. sad. R.I.P. Lee Abbott. Those are some parents right there. Those, Those are, are some fucking parents, some fucking dude. Parents. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wild. So what would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 spooks? Spooks? Um, I would give it like a 5. Like it's yeah, it's not that scary, but it's suspenseful. And I feel like, like quite frankly, I wanted to show you something scarier. <laughs> I feel like it was scarier in the first half than the second half cuz the second half they're just like yeah. fighting them, which is like, True. you know, but in the first half, when they're, like, being quiet the entire time, I feel like that's whenever it was scarier to me. Um, that's fair, yeah, because you're kind of, like, establishing the level of danger yes. and all of that in there. So I agree with that. I do. But in general, what would you rate it? Ooh, I'm going to give it a nine. Just for the, good movie. the nail scene. Oh, my I get God, it. the nail scene. I get scene. it, but I can't. I can't do it. Oh. You could have done anything else. Yeah, so I'm guessing that was your least favorite part. That was definitely my least favorite part. Did uh, you have a favorite part? Um, the waterfall and like the lake scene with the dad. I liked and the that sun. a lot. I feel like that was, that was very, very sweet. Yeah, I feel like that was a very like humanizing moment for those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's just a sweet little touching moment. I really enjoyed sweet it. little thing, giving the kid an outlet to just yell. Yes, I feel you like know? children. Children need that. That's honestly, like... I need I, that. Seriously, I get it. Like, I feel like, honestly, the worst part is just, like, seeing kids not be able to be kids and, yeah. like, grow up in a family that is, like, so loving and wonderful and have, like, these amazing parents and just not be able to, like, live your life as a kid the way mm-hmm. that the parents definitely want them to. Um, yeah. So, that's that's sad. Um, it's, yeah, it's rough but yeah. they 
I loved I love all of the little bits in the movie that just like where they're just like show them be in a family. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like whenever she's like teaching him math and like um, mm-hmm. you know, they're like playing Monopoly. Yeah, the whole river scene. I don't know. It's just sweet. Um, it is trying to live your life quietly. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I would never be able to do. I, I would struggle. Make I would. so much noise all the time. I am a loud bitch. Yeah. For <laughs> someone who gets so overstimulated by noise, I make so much fucking noise. <laughs> Me fucking too. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. It yeah. would be hard. It but would. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite and least favorite part? I feel like I never oh asked you. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh... <laughs> wow, that sounded like it was not okay. You just been stewing on it the last like twenty episodes. You've been like, "Wow, this fucking bitch never, never asked me asks my opinion." Me, how I feel? <laughs> no, it's not about that though. I think like it's generally known that I am super easy to please with horror movies. And I love all of them, and I love all of the parts. And I'm just like, I'm just happy to be. <laughs> You're, um, you're like my favorite part is getting to do the podcast with you. Literally, I'm like my favorite part is getting to watch spooky movies with my best friend. Yeah. Aw, <laughs> like so sweet. Like genuinely, to be a sap though, it's true. Um, but my favorite part of the movie, <laughs> skipping over being sappy because I'm afraid of human emotion. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I would have to just say like. I love the monster design, actually. Yes. That's my favorite. The monster design and, like, the way that its face opens up and it looks mm-hmm. like an Ikea light. We kept joking about that. Yeah. Um, but it they, it looks really cool. But what's something really funny that I read, <laughs> um, do you know how they do motion tracking for, like, monsters and, like, humanoid creatures and stuff like that? Yeah, isn't Is it, like, people CGI? in, like, the suits and then, like, they have, like, stuff all over them that, like, tracks it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if if you listening don't know, basically they have like a motion tracking suit that looks kind of like a scuba suit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll be covered in essentially what looks like ping pong balls. And I don't really know what the function of that is. I assume it's just like focal points for animation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) John Krasinski did some possibly all of the motion tracking for the monsters in the movie which is really cool and not the funny part that i'm getting at so he was the one in the motion tracking suit for all Mm -hmm. of this the funny thing is they didn't finish the cgi for the creatures before the first test screening (laughs) i'm assuming it's because it's expensive as fuck to do so it would have sucked if they had to redo a ton of it after the test screening Mm -hmm. So basically, instead of seeing the fucked up looking monsters with their faces opening, the audience just saw John Krasinski in a motion capture suit just blooping around in these like stressful ass scenes. That would have taken all the scariness away. (laughs) It did. People were laughing apparently and so like they were kind of iffy on how that first test screening went they were like it's hard to gauge because people were just laughing at yeah. john krasinski in the motion <laughs> suit. same um but audiences obviously the reception was much better after they actually did yes also i feel like um you know the first really half of the movie you don't really see the monsters other than like mm-hmm. whenever the like little tiny child gets like swooped by one yeah um so i feel like you know the first half of the movie you can just gauge by that and just, like, the being quietness of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, there were a couple of points while we were watching it that I was just imagining that, though. <laughs> just Johnson's being like, <laughs> Slenderman. Man. around like a Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Not Spider-Man, but like Slenderman, but yes. scarier. Yes. <laughs> it's Absolutely. really funny. Covered in ping pong balls. <laughs> right? Hilarious. I, I, I want to see that footage so fucking badly. Right. But, oh well. <laughs> it is what it is. Also. Are you familiar with the Cloverfield series? Um, okay. I'm about, I, every time I talk about Dan and Phil on this, I'm like, I'm about to out myself. I only know Cloverfield from like in the day in the life Manchester where they're like moving the camera, where Dan's like fucking around with the camera and Phil's like, you're going to give the most sickness. And he's like, Cloverfield, Cloverfield. And he's like moving the camera all around. Um, it's like, oh, wasn't there a recent one where it's like this guy and he has this girl like locked in the bunker and he says like the world's ending and it's like. Cloverfield Lane or something like that. I don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. The an- my answer is no. <laughs> Vaguely. <That's okay. laughs> you you kind of like have a vague gist of it. So I haven't seen any of the Cloverfield movies yet, but one of them is like I think it's like Ten Cloverfield Lane. So mm-hmm. that's probably the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. Essentially, from what I understand, it's like a monster dystopia New York situation as well. Mm-hmm. So, originally, this movie was actually going to be a part of the Cloverfield universe or collection of films. Okay. But, ultimately, the production studio, which is Paramount, they decided it would make a really good standalone or potential franchise of its own. So, Mm -hmm. they decided to kind of, like, veer off. I don't know what the monsters look like in Cloverfield or if you see them. I assume you see them. Again, I've not seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I don't know if they look the same Mm -hmm. or not. But, yeah, just a little, little fun thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a couple of themes in the movie that I want to talk about for sure. The main theme and like John Krasinski's main goal is something that I personally cannot relate to and don't really know much about, which is like, in his words, the fears associated with modern parenthood. So it's pretty self-explanatory because like, Becoming a parent and not knowing if you're going to be able to successfully raise a child is terrifying mm. in and of itself, right? Yeah. And, like, there's that whole conversation between the parents about how, like, um, they both kind of blame themselves for Bo mm. dying and all that. And, like, how can we protect them kind mm. of thing? And that's, like, a big fear that a lot of parents have. But there's also the whole thing of bringing a child into a world with scary circumstances, which is something yeah. that people deal with now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just interesting to like, me. Like, how do you uh, rationalize that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's just, that was like the main theme that John Krasinski was going for. But there's a lot of other like underlying themes that other people picked out. But something that I think is more important to talk about is the perceptions of the film from the deaf community. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's something that I kind of want to talk about pretty much for the rest of the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Disclaimer, before we jump into that, though, I am not and do not claim to be speaking for the deaf community whatsoever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just relaying some stuff that I read from several other sources. So I highly encourage, if you're listening, to go read reviews from people in the deaf community, read what they are saying, and not just listen to me. Yeah. Yes. Because I am not part of that. Yes. (laughs) From what I understand, there's, of course, a lot of varying opinions of the film from the deaf community's perspective. I'm not going to go super in-depth into it because I, again, think that you should seek out opinion pieces that actually come from deaf people. Mm. But... 
brief overview of some of the points, and I have some quotes from reviews as well that I would like to read. So, on the one hand, some positives. The film brought a important awareness and representation for the deaf community, and it also sparked a lot of interest in ASL, which me and Tay were talking about earlier. We <laughs> both really want to learn ASL, and I highly encourage anyone listening to look into doing it as well. It's a really good skill to have. I saw reviews from deaf individuals who appreciated the family dynamic of everyone using ASL, including John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's fluency, Mm -hmm. because they were really fluent. I did see one review saying that they were really signing very slowly, though. Oh, yeah. That's that's fair. (laughs) Um, But with a lot of accuracy, which a lot of people appreciated. They also appreciated some people you liked the use of lights for communication, which is Mm -hmm. something that a lot of people in the deaf community do in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And the fact that a cochlear implant was even portrayed on screen at all was really important because that's not something that has happened much in film up until this point. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just not something that's portrayed a lot. And I honestly don't know if I've ever seen a cochlear implant in a film before. No, I can't think of a time that I have. Like, no. No, I feel like not even, like, I think of, like, medical dramas. Like, I feel like that's, they don't even bring that up or, like, use those in, like, a medical drama. Which, obviously, medical dramas are not anything, like, should not be uh, the forefront of what you think medicine (laughs) is in, like, a hospital setting or anything like that. But I'm just thinking of, like, any of the clips. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy or anything, but I'm thinking of, like, any Mm -hmm. of the clips of Grey's Anatomy. I feel like they've never had, like, a deaf character on there. Right, or even if they have, it might have just been, like, an episode or two out of, like, 72 seasons that Yes, exactly. Had, you know? But like I said, I don't so, watch Grey's Anatomy, so, like, don't come at me and be like, there's a whole character arc about this, because I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I don't know. what I'm trying to say but is, no, I don't think that is used in media a lot. Right, it's something that ever. needs more representation, for sure. Absolutely. Needs, mm-hmm. People need to be exposed to that kind mm-hmm. of thing more. There are, of course, some issues that I have seen some people raise with the film. A few of the main ones that I saw in different reviews, there, this one, this is a really big one. I don't know if you noticed this. Actually, I do know that you noticed this because of a comment that you made while we were watching this. Um, There are only captions on the movie during the parts where people are using ASL. There are no captions on the movie when people are speaking. Quietly. (laughs) Quietly, yes. So, you know, the entire community whose backs the survival of this family is resting on is not being accommodated through this movie. It is only hearing people that are being accommodated through the captions because the majority of hearing people don't know ASL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Which is fucked up. Yeah, like, the it whole is. premise of this family's survival is that their daughter is deaf, so they had to learn ASL mm-hmm. to communicate with her. And yet the movie like, production is not accommodating to the deaf community by providing captions for them. I couldn't imagine, like, being a deaf person, seeing that this movie is coming out, and being like, oh my god, one of the main characters is deaf, this whole family uses ASL, like, I'm so excited to go see this movie, going to see it, and, like, really enjoying the parts of it that are all, like, ASL, and then, like, they start talking, and you're like, 
what? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. I, I, I've missed half the movie now, you know what I mean? So, right. that's, yeah, no, that's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, no, I noticed that, like, at one point. I was like, I can't, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. I need to turn subtitles on. And I'm yeah. a hearing person, so I couldn't imagine that if I, you know, had hearing loss or no hearing at all. Yeah, that's very frustrating, especially, like you said, when this movie solely relies on, like, the fact that they use ASL and have a deaf character be one of the main characters and then didn't take Mm -hmm. into consideration who their audience might be and how to accommodate for them as well. Yeah, Um, because I I saw that in reviews from a lot of different people in the deaf community of people being like, I was really stoked to see this and I really liked a lot of aspects of it, but, like, how the fuck are you gonna do that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's very frustrating. Um, Yeah, it's really annoying. I, and I, I didn't pick up on that at first either. No, exactly. And then I was reading reviews and I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? You're fucking right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I just personally think that all movies should have subtitles. Like, in the movie theater, I feel like they need to have, I get it if you don't want to have subtitles, whatever, but movie theaters should offer like for every show that's going on they should also have another movie with subtitles just like as a thing like not an extra ticket not like or an extra cost for the ticket or anything it's just like you pick which theater you want theater with subtitles theater without subtitles that would be so much easier than what they do now which is like you get these um devices i don't really know yeah what it's like an ipad it. you get looking thing yeah something yeah that you have to take into the theater with you for the captions so you have to like either hold it or like put it in your cup holder or whatever to be able to use it and yeah. it's like that's not adequate it's just not it would be yeah, no. so and there's so many theaters that have um like screen rooms that are playing nothing yeah mm-hmm. that are just empty mm-hmm. so it would be so easy to just do that and just have an option for, for if you want subtitles, an option for if you don't want subtitles. It exactly. would be so fucking easy. Yeah. And as someone who... I watch anime. It's all of Japanese. And I watch it with English subtitles. It doesn't mm-hmm. take away anything from the no. movie. Like, if you're no. someone who's like... A good example of this is, like, if you're someone who's like, oh, it just takes stuff away from the movie. Watch the movie Parasite. Because all of that is in... Oh my god, I'm gonna sound like such an asshole. I want to say Korean... I'm going to look it up right now. I, I don't remember. It's not in English, and I'm an English speaker. Um, and literally, it does nothing. It doesn't take away anything from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, you were right on your first guess, by the way. It's Korean. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no. And even, uh, I think the either the writer or the director, whenever they won their Oscar for it, was like, you are letting, like, an inch of text separate you from, like, a world of media. And it's yeah. like... It's so true. It's like, just, you know, yeah. I don't know. Subtitles on everything. (laughs) Subtitles on everything. I wholeheartedly agree. And if you're the type of person that when you see that someone uses subtitles, you're like, oh, you're a subtitles person. Fuck off. Yeah. My mom's like Like, that. She hates subtitles. I was just going to say, my parents are listening to this. I know they are. And they do that. Sincerely. (laughs) I love you. But that's fucked up. It's not okay. Like, to shit on someone for something that they use to accommodate themselves, be it for if they have hearing loss, auditory processing issues, mm-hmm. or if they simply just like it. Yeah. Leave it alone. Exactly. Like, the <laughs> amount of times, like, if I'm watching a show, I always have subtitles on. And it's, like, probably, like, 70% of the time, I 
don't need them. But then there are times where they're, like, whispering, or I didn't catch something, mm-hmm. or they're talking quickly. Then I'm like, what the fuck did they say? And I have having to pause and go back, or, like, trying to Google what the fuck they're talking mm-hmm. about. But I can just see it. I can just see it yeah. on the screen. It makes it so much easier. It's um, so easy. Especially if I'm, like, have my volume turned all the way down for some reason. I don't know. It's just... I love... I love subtitles. That's... I love subtitles, and I think that especially... Especially in films that have deafness as a central theme they need to be the standard use them yeah like that movie i think should always have subtitles like the whole thing whether it's your you turn the subtitles on or not it's like it should just have subtitles throughout the entire thing it should and the thing about it is that they were originally not even going to use subtitles for the ASL portions of it because they wanted people to just infer from the situations, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's understandable, but there were certain conversations in there that it's like, okay, people kind of need to know exactly what they're saying mm-hmm. to get the context of this. Mm-hmm. Like, the argument between Reagan and Lee, mm-hmm. where we kind of understand why she's frustrated with him, you know? They thought that subtitles were necessary for that so it's like okay if you were thinking about Mm -hmm. when and why subtitles might be needed yeah consider for a moment (sighs) that a chunk of your audience just might want it for the whole thing or like you were so close for the whole thing they were were so so close close. (laughs) they were so close but i i once i read that i got really really frustrated yeah yeah, it made me think about things a lot more, and I just, yeah. Subtitles, always. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You know what I also hate? Sorry, just speaking on the in the realm of subtitles, is whenever you're watching a show, and, like, the show is in English, and um, during the show, there's another character who starts speaking another language, and it just says, like, speaking Spanish. What the fuck oh, are they saying? Like, what are they saying? I, just because they're speaking Spanish is not important for me to know. I need to know what they're saying. Like, isn't right? that the whole point? What? That, what? Sh- I, that shit drives me up a fucking wall. Like. That shit drives me insane. I couldn't imagine if someone was, like, in, you know, I don't know, their, say their first language is fucking French, and they don't speak any English, and they're watching a show, and it's just, like, speaks English. What? <laughs> what are they saying? What? Yeah, it's like, what? What? Like, don't you want to know I don't get what it. these characters are saying, what they're talking about? Like, I need, no. Yeah. You're missing. We have a long way to go in terms of accessibility in media, be it for language accessibility or accessibility for people with disabilities, like hearing loss. Yes. And it's like, we have a long way to go with accessibility (laughs) in fucking general. Yeah. And this was a prime example of that. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Hopefully people learn. There's more. There's more. Okay. I'm ready. So, there's also the whole idea of silence or deafness being a terrible thing mm. as a theme of the movie, which is inherently harmful ideology, and mm. it's really belittling to the yes. deaf community. Mm-hmm. One uh, one woman put it in a review as, silence, especially the inability to speak, is depicted as tragic. Mm. And, like, on the one hand, we were talking before about how, like, taking the kid to the waterfall just to be able to yell was a great thing. And I I do still believe that, but I also definitely see that, like, like there's that scene where they were listening to the music mm-hmm. and, like, dancing, right? And it's, like, seen as this, like, really big reprieve to be able to hear something, mm-hmm. you know? And that's 
kind that's pretty harmful because it's like mm-hmm. deaf people are doing just fucking fine yeah it's exactly. okay <laughs> like so that's one another thing that people took issue with and i definitely see that obviously not that my fucking opinion matters yeah just <laughs> to clarify <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know how to segue in conversation <laughs> no you're good yes There are also aspects of the film that treat deafness as if it's an issue that has to be fixed or cured, Mm -hmm. like the cochlear implant serving as a literal life-saving device. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, they would have died if Mm -hmm. it were not for that. Yeah, And that's how a lot of people, yeah, that's how a lot of people who don't understand accommodating disabilities, Mm -hmm. how they see it Mm -hmm. is like, oh... This person needs to be saved mm-hmm. with these different accommodating devices. And it's like, that's not... Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's just... Yeah, it's fucked up. And on the subject of cochlear implants, they actually, I learned, they don't work for everyone who mm-hmm. is deaf. And the movie didn't go into the nuance of that at all. Mm-hmm. Which may have been a beneficial conversation at some point. Because, yeah. like, we see that Reagan gets frustrating, frustrated saying that, like... It won't work. It mm-hmm. never works. Mm-hmm. And I think we're supposed to assume that it has worked for her before. Yeah. But it still might have been good to talk about, like, sometimes it just won't. Yeah, exactly. Some, Yeah. And not only that, apparently the portrayal of how cochlear implants or processors function wasn't entirely accurate. And it seems like it may have gotten mixed up with hearing aids, mm-hmm. which are not the same thing. And so... A quote from a review from someone named T. Frohawk, a member of the deaf community, they said, A hearing aid amplifies sound and can often give feedback, which is what we see in the film. Mm -hmm. And they go on to explain that a cochlear implant bypasses the damaged portion of the ear to directly stimulate the auditory nerve. So, like, the feedback (laughs) that's fucking up the monsters Mm -hmm. just isn't a thing that happens. It cannot and does not happen from that type of... uh, device Mm -hmm. you know so and like a lot of people outside of the deaf community don't know that Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't catch that but members of the deaf community clearly have and do catch that and they're like that's yeah they have to suspend their disbelief for that exactly yeah they could have easily made it a hearing aid instead of a cochlear implant but at the same time i don't know if hearing aids even work for complete deafness or if you have to have a cochlear implant if anything at all is going yeah work. Exactly. you know what i mean i don't know it's uh, i just feel like not getting that kind of information correct it's like okay so we're we're enough for you to use as like a pity story in this mm-hmm. movie but not enough for you to actually do some fucking research and, and do it yeah. right um yeah so i that's how i would feel i i like yeah like you have said do not speak for the deaf community i'm not deaf um but, like, if I was in that position, I feel like that's how I would feel, where you're just like, yeah, okay, you can't even get this information right, but you will, you know, tell, use my disability as a sob story or a reason to be, you know, mm-hmm. angry and upset, when in reality, yeah. I'm just, you know, chilling and living life. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just, it's very interesting because there are definitely aspects of the film that, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I had it and then I lost it immediately. mm -hmm. Oh my god. 
there's aspects of the film that seem like they were perceived as being done well Mm -hmm. by the deaf community and there's definitely a lot of aspects that needed a lot of work i mean two two things can be true at the same time it's so exactly exactly and i did see in every single review that i read to be fair i didn't read every single review that exists Mm -hmm. i'm just saying in all of them that i found even with any of like all of the negatives that people would find they did still see it as a positive in like the representation and the fact that they employed a deaf actress instead Mm -hmm. of having a hearing actress like cosplaying as deaf yeah Mm -hmm. which is a fucked up thing to do and is ableist as hell Mm -hmm. so it's good that they are having representation and it's starting a good conversation absolutely in a lot of ways too it's a good start so it, it is a good start and i think i absolutely think that john krasinski had really good intentions yes. with how he did everything. Mm-hmm. He just obviously is not a member of the deaf community. He consulted with Millicent. Oh God, what is her last name? The actress. Hold on. Hold please. I'm so sorry. Millicent Millicent is- Simmons. He consulted with her on a lot of things, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And it was apparently a really collaborative effort. Um, but definitely there was work to be done. Yes, absolutely. And she is a teenager and also doesn't speak yeah. for the entire deaf community. So no, it's like, no. she is not a monolith and it, I am not saying she is. No, no, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying is like, it yeah. is great that he used the resources that he had and did consult with her, but you can't fault mm-hmm. her for not, you know, thinking of literally everything or every single little thing, being exactly. able to control how the production company and the rest of the adults and the people yeah. funding the movie exactly. ended up doing in the movie like what they ended up doing exactly. so it's like you know i hope no one's like trying to be like well why didn't she make sure that this happened because like she's well, literally it's because a child. she's not responsible <laughs> no, for it no she, it, like, exactly and she's not responsible it's not her responsibility to make sure that other people no. are educated on you know her disability so. no that's not <laughs> her responsibility in any way shape yes or form. no so but. yeah i just uh again highly encourage people to go out and read reviews from people in the deaf community to get more perspective Mm -hmm. because it's really good food for thought and it's really important there's a ton of articles linked in the sources for this episode as well that are really great that are all written by people in the deaf community and they are really great reads highly encourage it um it gave gave me certainly a lot of different perspectives on things again i didn't even realize the caption thing yeah exactly until i was reading things mm-hmm. and i'm like holy shit mm-hmm. so yeah go go read that shit educate yourself on some stuff learn Facts. some things i hope they um improved or things got better in the second movie i hope so i have no idea yeah we'll yeah. have to maybe we'll watch the second movie and see and yeah look we'll at have to what people said hell yeah we'll have to revisit the the franchise so. yeah because all you can do yeah. is try to do better that's all you can hell do. yeah so hell yeah and obviously, I know nothing about John Krasinski as a person, but just he has a wholesome face about him. He and does. I feel like he's the type of person who would want to learn and do better. Yeah, we can hope. And he directs the second one. Yeah. So, so one can hope things are better. One in the can second hope. One. We'll have to. One can absolutely s- stay hope. tuned to find out. <laughs> yeah. Or so if you or stay tuned. Or, I was gonna say or or don't listen to us and go listen to people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Do that. <laughs> go watch the second one yourself and then go uh you know read read a bunch of yeah, Google is your friend, man. Google uh, is your friend. You know 
just type it all in. But yeah, if you also want to listen to what the fuck we have to say, which is bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just a couple of on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Who are um, trying our best. <laughs> you can um, find us here every other uh, every other Wednesday. You can find us on Kofi at Here's Horror Podcast for some extra special bonus episodes. We're doing some fun shit over there. Yeah, we are. Um, you can find us on our Instagram at Here's Horror Podcast. We just uploaded some sick memes. Uh, we really did. So uh, check those out. Um, if you want to see more sick memes, you can find us on Tumblr at Here's Horror. Um, if you want to see random retweets and links to our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. We don't really use Twitter all that much, but sometimes. I I have been retweeting and finding some really stupid gifts lately. <laughs> yeah, so we've been retweeting on Twitter, but we haven't necessarily been, like, posting our own stuff. No. Um, and then if you want to send us an email to let us know how you feel about The Quiet Place. Uh, and on a genuine note, um, if anything that I said about oh, yeah. like, the perceptions from the deaf community, if any of that was like incorrect or harmful in any way, shape, or form, please tell me. Yeah. Send it to the email. Yeah. I We're always down for constructive criticism and learning and all of that. Yeah. And you don't even Email's have to send us like that. a million paragraph thing educating us because that's our responsibility. You can just be like, hey, Absolutely. give us like a two sentence thing. Be like, hey, this thing that you said, do, do some more research on that. And, we'll and I will. So, yes. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, that's the email at here's horror podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I did. I was like, email us, but I'm not telling you how. I'm um, not going to tell you what the fucking email is. <laughs> you got to find it yourself. Um, just kidding. Yeah, that's it's, here's horror podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We're looking forward to the to the emails. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, now I'm hungry. Now I want some tamales. Um, fuck, that sounds so good. That sounds good as hell. All right, we're gonna go eat some fucking snacks or something, I guess. Yeah, seriously. Um, thank you so much as always to listening. To to listening. (laughs) That's my new name now. My new name is listening. (laughs) I like combined my two things. I was going to say, thank you so much for listening, and as always, thank you so much to Tay for watching A Quiet Place with me. Thank you. It was fun. It was fun. I was too scared. I, it was fine. It was good. Next one's going to be worse. I'm so sorry. Why do you do these Because that's what we're here for. Ah! I love you. (laughs) I'm scared. Okay, bye guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.